Well, hello, Breakfast and Body Slams fans, viewers. Uh, welcome to Thursday Night Slam. And I'm one of your hosts, Chio Cross. I'm going to get through some of the cheap gloves as we always do. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out and tell everyone to please listen to these following shows. All of our sports teams at Devereaux Sports. Uh, you can listen to them while they are in the Last Out Media studio on Devereaux Sports on Facebook exclusively. That's right. Go to Devereaux Sports on Facebook. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all, all our shows out there. Us, uh, the Goblin Inc., Sullivan Show, and many more. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Tornado Tag Podcast, Anthony and Eddie and Andy Header, every Friday night at 9 p.m., as well as our good old buddies, C.B. Richards and Sweet Tea referee, Dave Keener, over at the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, as well as uh, for expiring um, wrestlers out there who are just getting started in the business. You might want to check out thewrestlelife.com as well as Till We Make It on YouTube. Now, we're not going to waste any of your time. Uh, today's guest, uh, not right now though, not right now, we will have ring announcer extraordinaire Dave Adams and one of the Northeast top indie women's wrestlers, Debbie Kane. They'll be here shortly. But right now, I want to bring one of my brothers in here, and he's going to kick us off with some news notes and whispers. What he got, he, he has not told me yet, but uh, this is Dennis Reaper. Oh, it's me? I'm on? Oh, dang. All right. Uh, what's up, Cheer? How you guys doing over there? We're good. We're good. All right. So since we're doing news topics, um, apparently uh, Nia Jax decided to cause uh, a little spiff up on Twitter by posting. Um, first, she posted thank you uh, with her folded hands emoji and a heart. And the Internet went nuts. Thought she was released. All this and that. And it was hilarious because I was watching this go down all day. So at work, I was on the internet. Um, and a fan post, you can't post cryptic tweets like this and leave. You have me stressed out. And then she responded with pure gratitude, um, which left everybody like wondering, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, no, just pure gratitude to everyone. Never taking any, every, anything for granted in life. Love you all so much. Um, so I'm guessing Nyla Jax pair, the rumor are, is Nyla Jax is taking a, taking the lead from WWE. Um, that was released earlier today by multiple sources. Now, I'm not going to say the internet's true. It's the internet. I can't guarantee that. But if Nyla Jax is taking time away, you know, you know, all of us wrestlers, we take a beating, uh, physically and mentally. And sometimes being on the road or being at home, you know, and doing tapings or, Stressful and very uh, grueling. So, to Nia Jax, you know, because 
what what really set it off the other day was growth. She posted, "Growth is painful, change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong." So that was like really like a cryptic t- tweet. When you post that, like in my opinion, I think you're gonna get released, okay, um, or you quit. But that's when all the rumor wheels started saying she was released and she quit and mental health issues and all of this and that. And we all know Nia Jax has been the queen of controversy in the past couple in the past year or so with, you know, hurting wrestlers. Um, some her fault, some not her fault. You know, someone gets hurt in the ring with you. If it's, the, you know, if it is on you, it's on you. But unfortunately, some of them weren't. Um, but, you know, the fact that she was just saying pure gratitude, you know, her saying thank you to the fans, um, plus her taking time away. Uh, so that was that. But the other rumor mill now that just popped up on Facebook, apparently uh, Goldberg's going to show up on Monday Night Raw. Oh, wow. Wow. And apparently it's going to be him challenging Lashley. Well, the, the funny thing about with social media and all these Twitter stuff, you know, uh, you know, a lot of stuff does jump into rumor mill, especially, you know, if you mm-hmm. notice, if you notice, like, the last past couple years, more more and more wrestlers always throw out these weird tweets, and it always makes you go, hmm, are they leaving the company? Are they going somewhere else? Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? And it turns out you can only tweet anything that they put out there is because when they're doing this stuff, they're actually working the workers. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Yeah, um, but you're sound, I think you're having sound problems. Oh, you don't hear me? No, I can hear you, but you keep cutting in and out, and your picture, your video is getting is staticky on some parts. It's like it's, you're getting a lag. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I like it. You, I can uh, see you, but I can tell you're having issues on your. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't hear him now. Can you hear me now? I see him now. I I can hear you now. It's like okay, I don't know, but it was like uh, how, how, how did it sound? It sounded like it was uh, uh, computerized, like robot. Yeah, that, that's what yours is doing to me. <laughs> I guess I we're going uh, robotic. Yeah, we're 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 gonna have to get through this stuff eventually. We're gonna uh, work out the kinks. Uh, every every time it's something different with us. I I don't know, but uh, but yeah, the whole thing with Nia Nia Jax. Uh, uh, I I don't see her leaving the company anytime soon. No, no, no. no. I I think she's gonna be a homegrown until Vince and them decide. Hey, uh, you you're we don't have nothing else. For you, and and then you know, we're just gonna let you go, and that's pretty much it. Yep. And she's gonna... so. I have nothing to say. Yeah, you, you, you have nothing to say about Nia Jax. No, no, I like Nia. I, I like Nia. Uh, everybody needs a break. You know, you, you. Yep. You're on the road. If not on the road, you're performing weekly, every day. You know, three, four times, taking bumps, night in, night out. That's not including, you know, the training they do. 
So if she needs to take a break to get away, that's good. Refresh her batteries. Let her get where she needs to be. Fresh mind, fresh start. Who knows? You type of one. I agree one hundred percent. I got a question. With that little hiccup that we had here with the audio, how do we sound now? We're good. That okay, sounds a lot sound, better now. Because you sound fine with us. Okay. Yeah, you uh, sound cool. a lot better now. Cool. We're gonna keep this uh, ball rolling, and uh, we're gonna. If that's all you have about Nye, we're going to segue over to my man T here as he has some uh, uh, some news, rumors, and all types of possibilities. Yes, about the New Day. New Day. Well, thanks to uh, Wrestle Talk and uh, Wrestling Daily, I got my little news news from them. And they put out something uh, very uh, iffy. What we have going this weekend is Money in the Bank, correct? We have Kofi Kingston. We have Big E. And they're both on big matches. Kofi, I mean, Big E on interview stated that uh, when Kofi Mania was running wild, the big boss man, he, he said it so casually without saying his name, came to the idea of breaking up the new day after Mania. What's going to do before, but like that, maybe after. But New Jay said no. And he said, you know, that, that would like basically take out all the possibilities of what happened after Mania and all the wonderful moments that we had. He goes, and we still got a lot of good moments coming up. Which brings us now to what I was talking about money in the bank. I don't care about the rumor bills. Look at it. As you have Bobby Lashley versus Kofi, right? You have Big E, who is basically the front runner to take that briefcase. Unless, unless Riddle comes up, it's going to be Big E. And that's facts. So, the whole celebration process what if Kofi gets Kofi Mania? What if part two happens? Could Big E cash in that night? Do we have a turn? Could Kofi turn? Ooh. Maybe he wants to keep the belt. Maybe he throws some clout away. Big E cash it in on him. What up, big homie? What are you doing with that? What are the possibilities? And then you got Woods, who wants to be king of the ring. What happens with king of the ring? When you ring king of the ring, you get a title opportunity. Guess what? Now you got three main runners chewing up the same tree. Remind you of something familiar? I remember uh, a few years ago we had not a champions. And we had Dean Ambrose come in as champion. We have Seth Rollins beat Ambrose. And then we had Roman cash in, which gave everybody their shine. They were all champions in one night. Who knows? SummerSlam, we got the same process all over again. Well, what you think? Well, here's the thing. As, as, as we were talking on the way over, you know, my thing, I believe you said you, you, you would love to see it too as well, is Kofi turned heel. heel. What do you think, Dennis? Kofi turning heel? Can you see? No, that no. Exactly. You can't see it happening. That's why I don't. No, I think Xavier would be way better as a heel. He would, but honestly, would you see that coming? That smug face, Kofi. Nobody would see it. Coming. Now, what, what 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 I'm seeing is they pulled a Sean and Martin. I'm saying I'm saying Woods cross Kofi 
the championship match against Lashley. You know, Woods tries to apologize, this and that. Kofi pulls the Shawn Michaels thing, you know, with, with Marty. You know, it, like, it's going back to, like, that picture they took where Big E was Brutus and Kofi was Shawn and, and Woods was Marty in that whole barbershop window picture. Uh, I can see it happening, honestly. I, I don't see Kofi turning, but I would love it because that would be, like, nobody sees it coming. Nobody, everybody sees the other two. Nobody sees Kofi coming. You know, what if Kofi gets that break? He becomes that here. Uh, and lastly, goes on his own or whatever. Or he takes Kofi in into uh, the new fact. I don't, you can roll with this ball so many ways. You can have Big E join the faction. You can have all types of things, mass chaos. I think personally, they should each get their shine like they did with the Shield, given they are. The greatest tag team by basically records, not by personal. Talking about accomplishments they did in WWE. Now, now I, I was saying this in the ride over here, and you were hating on me for it, which I, you know, I, I can see that happening, you know, because I like to think outside the box. I like to think a little bit crazy. And I was saying about what if, <laughs> what if by chance, not, not, not right away, but maybe down the line, what if. All New Day turns hill and they join MVP and Lashley as for the the hurt business. That Dennis, what, what, what do you think of that, Dennis? Talk no, that. that'd be horrible. I think I don't Thank think you. that should, I don't think it'll happen. One, one, and it's not that it's not that you know it would catch me off guard. It's again not. You can't put random people this this group with with MVP anymore. Like, Thank you. I get it. It'd be it'd be catch everybody off guard. It'd be the talk of the internet. But at the same time, what you would be doing is jeopardizing money by doing that. Like, no offense, but New Day is still one of the hottest selling products that they have. Whether we're all over the New Day and this whole thing, but they're the hottest selling type ticket in WWE still, as a group. So you can lose one of them, but if you put all three of them and turn them heel, then you're going to get the new day that you got in the very beginning where people were chanting new day suck, and now it took them how long to get over? Almost yeah, two well, years. Well, I actually, you know, it's funny because we were talking about you saying about, I never seen Kofi Hill, and we were arguing about it in the car. Well, we wasn't really arguing, but I was saying about remember when they actually started as the New Day? They were basically Hill, like a church group. Yeah, but he's like, no, they were never Hill. They, they never Hill. They never crossed over. They they were they were still here. They were born. They were brought in. They, they no, were they no. When Vince put them back together, when Vince put them together, they were a heel group. See, told you. They were, <laughs> it didn't work that way, though. But they were a heel never, group. The fans hated off, them. So they kept them as face. So no, they were a heel for almost a year because the fans hated well, the New fans Day. the fans hate John Cena. Is he a heel? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. But the New Day were heels, though. They, they they cut heel promos. They made it pretty clear. And then finally they started to change and, and transition. Yeah. It, it was the fans that changed them. That's what it was. To me, it, it was straight face because the, the, the fans, it, it, they never reacted to a heel way. You know what I mean? They they were always, okay, we rocking with Kofi, I don't care. You know, they, they, they stayed true. 
you, you may try to swing it that way, envision it that way, but it never worked out that way with the fans, you know. No, I get what you're saying. That, and we're the ones that buy the tickets. We're the ones that go to that arena. So if we say, nah, he's our face, he's our face. And it never, that's why they stay, you know, the way they're like, okay, we can't do anything. They're not going to go anywhere. So they stay facing me. They never really progress to that heel level. Whenever you've seen Kofi basically curse out an audience and bloody up somebody, not never to me. Uh, well, you don't need to curse out the audience and make someone bloody to be was, a heel. But you know what I mean. Like, like grab the attention of them. Bring oh yeah, them like down. if you look, if you look back at the, of New Day starting in the, starting as a group, they were a heel group. One hundred percent. No, he he he's totally gonna disagree with us no matter what. When the fans, <laughs> when the fans are with me, the fans are rocking with me. I, 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 I told him. I, I told him. Me, me, you, and Pat, we're, we're all gonna have different opinions. We're all gonna disagree yeah. with each other. There's stuff that I I like that you guys are gonna disagree with, and same thing, vice versa, all around. So it is what it is. And speaking of uh, hills and baby faces, you know. There is a hill babyface combo duo that actually uh, jumped in our room recently. They're, they're right now in the green room, uh, co- collectively known as the Double D's. Double. Let's bring them in, Dave Adams and Debbie Kane. Can you hear us? Yeah. Can Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Welcome, welcome. She's the heel. Oh, she's she's the heel. <laughs> Uh, now, at- now, if she decides to put a sleeper hold on you, um, I'll pay her ten bucks. Oh man! And I will clap, so that'll make her the face. That Listen, be- it's it's like triple WA payday. So she could make oh, a killing God. at the convention next weekend if she paid ten bucks. Creepy guys would be paying her ten bucks for headlocks all day long. You probably could make a killer if you tell guys. Listen, <laughs> I will slap you for ten dollars. What's the dude's name? Uh, like I'm not bullshitting you, Anthony. Uh, bad. I know, I know who you're talking about. The, you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. He, he <laughs> Anthony Fazio. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, him, Fazio. That's right. Yeah. I couldn't think of his last name. <laughs> yeah, super fan. That's yeah. Right there. He always supports Look, I love that guy. That yeah, guy yeah. is 100% the greatest fan in, in indie wrestling in the East Coast. You know what he he'll can't... do? He'll take a picture with me, and then, like, two months later, he'll – He'll get that picture blown up and customized, and he makes the picture look amazing. And he's like, "Can you sign this for me?" And I'm like, "That's awesome." I'm like, "How did you make this little tiny picture on your phone look amazing?" He takes the time to like make everything look so nice. Look, he's taken probably about a dozen photos with me, and not once has he asked me to sign the goddamn things yet. <laughs> but, but I got you beat. This guy gave me Super Bowl Baltimore Ravens figures. Oh, that's pretty cool. Very nice. So oh, I, I'll take that over the photo. Oh, well, First and foremost, let me rewind real quick. Thank you for having us on the show. It's very awesome. Thank you. You know, you know, I was trying to just have Debbie on, but you know, you talking in it was a pack and fill. You know, hey, if you book her, you gotta I book me. Man down, <laughs> man down. Man down. Man down. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, uh, everyone, this is our, we were trying to get multiple couples on, but it's so hard with schedules and stuff like that. So, uh, we're going to deal with double D's today, you know, and I, and, and hopefully today may, may, maybe we will see Dave's double D's. 
glasses. Sure, Dave. Come on, Dave. Give it to us. Can you hear us? Can you hear me now? Let me just try a volume thing here. I think uh, we're up as yep. I think we're up as loud as we go. Dave, he was asking you to flash them. You have your earpods, like I told you to put in your earpods. Don't have the. We're not that cool. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you can wear one and she can wear one. But but I turn the air off in the background. That that ought to help. Okay, I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah, turn the air off. You know, because I know how hot she is sitting next to you, just making you sweat. Ah! Look at those guns. But anyway, uh, this is our couples edition. And uh, we're going to talk about the what's it like being in a relationship in the wrestling industry. Some of the highs, some of the lows, whether you were in relationships prior with other people before meeting each other while you're in the business as well. Uh, and, you know, any advice to give to new people starting out who, you know, freshly just getting together in this wacky world of wrestling. yourselves. Okay, well, uh, right now, we're going to have you guys put yourselves over by uh, giving the fans out there who are watching a little feedback of uh, who you are, where you started, uh, how long you've been in the business. Uh, go ahead, Debbie. We'll let her start. We don't need you to start, Debbie. We're hurting up for you. Okay, so my name is Debbie Kane, if you don't know. I started nine years ago. I started training at NYWC. And then I just expanded out to outside companies eventually. Dave, I guess she's done. You're cute. I'm next. Well, yeah. my name is, well, David Adams here. Um, I'm next to Star Attraction. I'm just trying to follow her acts. I've been doing this uh, gimmick since uh, January 2011, so like 10 and a half years. Uh, Started out uh, at Devastation Wrestling Federation out in Pensacola. Eventually, I worked for a bunch of companies like Triple WA, and I worked for um, uh, New Era Wrestling Federation. Where I, those two companies, I'm sure I met you guys um, in the beginning there, uh, and everything just escalated from there. You work, you work a Fed here and there. You build your resume, and um, I, I've worked for some of the coolest uh, comp- companies around. And uh, I've been blessed to have announced probably a good majority of my childhood heroes are growing up. So that alone, if I never make it any further than I have, just uh, getting to announce uh, people that I looked up to and they treat you like a peer. It's been a it's been a pretty fun ride, and I'm not done yet, brother. So, so now, question is, how long have you two been an item in this wacky world? Now, did you uh, meet? while you're both in wrestling or was one of you in the business and the other one wasn't or were you both not in the business and decided to get in together tell us your story it was an accident she'll explain oh my god, god. oh shit okay. <laughs> an accident oh god okay um so we've been going out for seven years we met in the business um the accident he wants to talk about is that i had a friend in the beginning of my career that i've seen a lot named david he got hurt, so I messaged him to see how he was doing. But unfortunately, I messaged him by accident. Thank you, Facebook. <laughs> and then he became a creeper and showed up at one of my shows. And that's how I started. Wow. So you were Anthony before Anthony? 
No. No. No, we, we, uh, you know, when she hit me up, I started talking to her. As I'm talking to her, I'm going through her profile. And to myself, I'm like, I think, I'm like, this chick's pretty hot. Okay. Um, I, and I, looking back at it, I don't give a shit if, if it was by accident or on purpose. Uh, you don't have an opportunity to meet too many girls in the business. That's people think you do, but when you're working shows and stuff, you, I mean, if you're working as a good worker, you're not really trying to meet and hook up with people. You're just trying to get your work in and to find a, a female in the industry that understands the culture and the lifestyle. I mean, I, I was on dating sites trying to meet people and, you know, you might get a date or two, but as soon as they find out that your weekends are occupied and they're like, what do you do on the weekends? So you're not around on Saturdays. Basically, you're not around on Saturdays to take me out. I found that very difficult to uh, maintain any kind of a female, uh, you know, you know, any kind of a female partner at all. So when she hit me up, we started talking and I was like, oh, this girl's cool. And then eventually we were actually working the same show. It was for D2W, a Wharton-based company in New Jersey, but there was an outdoor festival going on in Sea Caucus, right outside of like a giant stadium and stuff like that. So we uh, worked the show together. And I remember it uh, very clearly. The, the first time we met face to face, I was hanging out with uh, one of my bros, uh, Mike Dell. He was uh, wrestling on the show. We were we were eating our free hamburgers because the, the show gave, gave us vouchers for free food. So we're hanging out. And then she showed up. And, and I told him, I'm like, yo, there's that chick. He goes, dude, she's hot. And I was like, yeah, we started talking. And uh, I don't know. Uh, we got along and it was pretty basic at first. Uh, she was double shotting. So we did our work. She worked, I believe, Deanna Perrazzo at the show that I first uh, met her. And then she had to double shot down for a battle royal. So I didn't know if I'd ever see her again. But, you know, doing my creepy skills, you know, she eventually got addicted to me and we ended up talking and one thing led to another. And, you know, I get to call her my girlfriend now. So it's pretty cool. I, I, I love to hear stories like this where, you know, uh, uh, a love relationship blossoms within the business uh, between, like, like people like used to, Procolis um, and Nintendora, Dennis and Nina, and a whole bunch of other uh, who, who workers, male and female, you know, or, or whichever, female, female, male, male, which, not discriminating against nobody. But uh, it's, it's very nice that, you know, you have someone that you can share uh your passion of the business with and their understanding unfortunately uh me coming up all these years in the business i never had that i you know what and, and matter of fact i always wish that through, throughout the years that i would you know find someone uh, and, and get that kind of relationship uh, but then uh going into the difficulties when you're in relationships with uh people who are not in the business how you said they don't understand what you're going through yeah uh then what was some of the complications with men that you probably dated and dave same question as you as well with some of the females that you probably have dated in the past or where like you're going to shows they don't understand like what kind of stuff you know kind of arguments and stuff like that was some of them understanding or some of them just didn't uh didn't want to be bothered with the business you know like okay it was your passion and they didn't want to be around it or what please explain well i wasn't i well he's my first boyfriend since i've been in the business but the guys i would like go out on dates would say why don't you be like a ring girl or a, a card holder why would you want to do that so basically they didn't like it at all 
especially since I was going to be around on the weekend, just didn't understand that lifestyle, why I would want to be a wrestler. So I guess, I guess they were trying to hold you back from what you wanted to do and they didn't understand, you know, like, like, I guess I, I'm going to say like the most you could have done was probably, hey, why don't you come and do a tryout? Maybe you might like it and get involved. But I guess they wasn't willing to, uh, for acceptance or even try it. What? Looking at me? Yeah, it's bad, Dave. You can go next. <laughs> I was admiring. I was admiring my sweetheart here. Can you repeat the question, kind of again? I got lost in a in in her eyes. Sorry. Well, well, is, paying attention. He does it to me too. It, 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 it's pretty much the same question. What I asked her is about uh, how was your prior relationships oh. of of, of them of them dealing with you being in the business, traveling on the weekend, like, like, was there many fights and stuff like that? Arguments or? Honestly, yeah, I, I barely dated for, let's just say before Debbie, there, there was like an 18 month span where I pretty much just focused on announcing, uh, happy to take pictures with fans and stuff like that. But I want, yeah, like hooking up just wasn't a thing. I mean, all, all the dates I had were, they were all like really awkward and, you know, it was just like, yeah, we paid for our own meals and it was no, there was no romantic, uh, like, like yeah. connection. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. It, and then you start to, and I don't really like talking about myself. So once we're t- talking about their arm, you know, and they're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm into pro wrestling and, you know, I'm an announcer. They're like, oh, that's really nice. Does, you know, is that your job? And then they couldn't understand that I have a you know, we like, like I have a job that pays my bills. They're like, well, well, why do you do that on the weekends? And they just, they they couldn't connect that. Sometimes you have a passion and the job that you really want to do doesn't pay the bills right now. But if you do it long enough, maybe it will eventually pay the bills. And, you know, it's really hard to get to that level, but you know, we're all in that same little indie bubble trying to uh, get recognized. Sometimes it takes people a year or two. Sometimes it takes people 10, 15, 20 years. It's really different for everybody. And you, you could just tell, I, you know, there was just nothing in the eyes of the girls. They're like, oh, okay. They're like, well, it was really nice to meet you. Um, good luck with everything. And uh, that was it. It was just, I don't know. I, I just, I really, when I was first breaking in and I was driving everywhere, I became a maniac driving. I didn't care about the money at all. I did plenty of shows for no money, $5, $10. I, and it would be 140, 150 miles each way. I would go by myself. I was living with my cousin at the time. So it's like, I didn't really have to answer to anybody. It was just like, I came and went as I pleased. I was, I was into it. I met most of you guys when I was doing the Pennsylvania thing. I would go anywhere. I didn't care. I would talk to promoters and And, it was cool. And I got so many great people that I still connect with to this day, such as yourselves. And um, I don't, I mean, there's, there's chicks at the shows, but I don't know. Like I always, when I'm, when I'm, when David Adams is doing his thing, it's like, I'm not tr- trying, that's not my thing at the moment. I'm trying to, you know, get my work in and uh, do a good job for the promoters and, you know, get return business. So I get, you know, booked again, but yeah, I don't know. There was a, there was a long gap and, you know, I'm probably annoying. I mean, she, she lives with me. So sorry. <laughs> I'm a, you know, you know, the David Adams you see at the shows, I mean, that well-polished young man is not necessarily yeah. the well-polished young man behind the scenes. No, the, the wacky, wild, crazy Dave. You never know. Yeah, uh, I'm sure the three of us can probably all agree with everything you're saying about uh, you. 
about the 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 whole relationship with uh being with someone who's not in the business uh and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you got stories yourself of you know uh you guys play look i dated one girl i dated one girl that told me i needed to delete all my social media accounts and stop wrestling and we dated we less it was less than a week yeah. I think we made it like three days, and then I posted on Facebook, go, well, that's a record for me. Three days, and I'm single again. Well, that's like, too. Like, I, at least I found, I'm sorry to cut you off. I found no. that I was bored of these girls. Like, at the same time, it's like, you know, all dudes want to get laid. You're trying to hook up. But at the same time, there needs to be that connection. And, yeah. you, know, you know, I was bored. Like, they were talking about their lives, and that's awesome. And everybody's up there. But, you know, I just, it's nothing I, I could relate to. And it's like, you know, I'm fully dedicated to the pro wrestling business. Like, like get it, like given I have my, I have my job during the week. It pays the bills. I'm happy with life, but you know, I'm always wanting to get a little bit more content with the wrestling business. Obviously I want to get the work in. I, I, I've earned a reputation of uh, being a hard worker and putting over the talent. So it's like, I like to keep that, that, um, that I like to keep that going and, you know, if you don't have every good man ha- has a good woman by his side, and she's been supportive of, of me. She's had my back. I've had her back. Uh, we've had our ups and downs, like anybody. I don't think I don't. I don't think it's if you say that you've never had any you know bumps in the road. That's an unhealthy relationship. We've had our fair share of bumps in the road, but we've gotten through them. All the major stuff, like like we, we don't argue about there. We don't cheat on each other. There's never any you know like mistrust with money, mistrust with cheating on each other. You know, every bump we've had in the road has just been like the small things that we've been able to overcome. And, uh, you know, when I think about it, when I was at my lowest points, she had my back. I got injured a couple of years back. She had my back. I couldn't work. She covered the bills and just totally had my back, you know, through thick and thin. And uh, I know that was definitely, you know, very that, that was definitely a very testament to our relationship. And she stuck with me through some tough stuff where I was probably an asshole at the time. And I don't didn't mean to, but you know, sometimes you do stupid stuff in life and you have to learn the hard way. And you, when you open your eyes, who had your back when you were at your lowest, when, you know, David Adams wasn't doing his stuff and this girl's had my back since uh, day one. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better partner in life uh, to go through all the trials and tribulations, all the good stuff and bad. Yeah. I know. I know. After, <laughs> I know after so many years, of dealing with my shit with uh jojo's mom eventually she just pretty much said i don't give a fuck what you do go to the show you know get out of my hair because because she knows i was going to show and every time i go to show she knows i'm i'm taking jocelyn and and everybody who knows jocelyn hey they, they they know i'm always looking out for her and i have no time to chase anybody around because i got my Right now, with her being older, I definitely got my eyes on her, and I'm watching the young boys in the locker room go, you're looking at my daughter now. Look, so, they don't got to worry about dad. They got to worry about all the uncles and aunts in that locker room that will just take care of it for you themselves. Just saying. There's a lot of them. Out, yo, 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 but but we, gotta, we have a question in the chat, and it's from Dave from the 2300. They want to know when... Are y'all getting married? Run <laughs> down. Oh man. And I'm still waiting. 
No. Well, well, hold up. I got a question too. I yeah. got a question too. This and is it's a not, It's not. Oh, maybe it was. The question was. Uh, now, now, Debbie, you and Dave spent the night at my house at one time. Oh, damn. And uh, and 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 there was a little munchkin, little oh. just a baby Dave. When you gonna put a uh, a bun in the oven? <laughs> All these questions we talk about very openly. Uh, for the past four years, I was living in New Jersey. She's living in Long Island. We did a mini um, uh, long distance relationship, but we saw each other. Every Let me week. cut this off. In other words, he's trying to make excuses to try to figure out why it's taking him so long to put a bun in the oven and a ring, a ring on my finger. <laughs> the the honest answer is i was waiting for us to have some financial stability also i was living i was taking care of my gr grandmother so there's no excuse i didn't want to be grandma's boy forever and you know um 20 the circumstances of 2020 have like many millions of people have changed yep. my life uh now in 2021 we live together and now we are building a life together. And when I'm ready, I have full intentions of uh, taking care of business. Thank you very much, everybody that's watching. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a question for you. This is for me. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so we both are dating somebody in the business. Um, what has been the biggest obstacle that you guys have both had to face so far in the past seven years? What do you think? I honestly think it might be when I'm not booked, but he is, and then I want to do a date night, but obviously that's not happening if he's booked and I'm not, or if I'm booked and he's not. Yeah, we have been blessed over the past seven years. I'd say that we've traveled to shows 95% of the time. Sometimes she's booked in a different state than me, and, and we will go our separate ways, but it's been very, it's been very few and far between. Um, and yeah, sometimes I'm booked and she's not. And Debbie Kane is not the kind of girl that likes to sit in the crowd and watch. She wants to play with the boys and girls, you know, look pretty, play dirty. Um, and yeah, I mean, so it gets tough sometimes, but uh, and I know, and I know for a fact, recently you both went through that, uh, being in two different states. Uh, Dave, me and you were at C4 and Debbie was down in Delaware. It was and uh, and I and at the end I was wait I was gonna stick around but uh, like I was ready to fall feet behind the wheel myself but you know but you said she's not that far she'll be here and I'm glad these guys got got a room instead of driving all the way back because she was coming uh, far enough as it is to pick you up because you guys took separate uh, well I know I, you off I was course. a latchkey kid I was all alone in the parking lot the um yeah it, it happened so yeah she was down in. Down in down in a Delaware, uh, challenging Gabby Gilbert for the vacated women's title down down there, and we were doing WSWC four. And I told her that you can't turn down title opportunities, even though she fell short that night. I think you had a good experience there, and a lot of people gave really nice feedback about that match. And yeah, I had a great time at C four doing commentary, and always oh, it's always great seeing Ayuchio. And yes, thanks for sticking around for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I, I told I was telling Jojo, get your old man home. You're ready to take a nap. I, 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 I he did, showed up in I, about 20 minutes. 
I did, big... however, after uh, I was struggling getting home, I did uh, hit you up as I was almost home yeah. to see you know, if you were okay. I guess you were trying to find a Wendy's or something like that. I forget. Wait, it was funny. When you called us, we're trying to go through a drive-thru, and Debbie's wearing her gear from Delaware. She got <laughs> out of there, and the looks that she was getting in the uh, in the drive-thru uh, lane were pretty great. I, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. If you, hey, what you know, club are you working at? You know, she, she's wearing this elaborate, you know, wrestling attire, and people in the drive-thru are like, okay, just another night, I guess, in Allentown. I love those nights when you when you got to leave from one show and go to the other, but then you're like mid drive, you're like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. But wearing your spandex and boots and kick pads, it's like the looks you get are epic. And then when people realize, hold on, they're a wrestler and they're like, hey, can we get your picture in the middle of like a Circle K? Like, can I go to the can I can I please go pee first? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Great. And then you come out and they're like, where'd they go? They left. Like you couldn't wait like the four minutes for me to go pee and wash my hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Like when I, like when, when triple WA wrestled at Zerns, you know, we all been there. We all know, like when you leave there, we all go out to eat or go into a gas station. The fans are all from there. So they see you outside and want to meet you outside. Dude. I, I will, I can, I can't lie. Like when I would go to the diner down the street that was there, I couldn't eat without a person coming up. Hold on, you're a wrestler. No, no, that's not me. I have no clue who you're talking about. And then my friends would throw me under the bus. No, he's a wrestler. He's just lying. <laughs> yes, I am lying. I want to eat my goddamn food. Yeah. Like, I can be a heel all day long, and I was always a heel. So it was kind of one of those, like, great moments. Like, I could be an ass in public because I'm an ass. But, like, when you're a good guy, it's hard to be, like, to be that guy. Like, when I wrestled, when I lived down in Orlando, um, and, and I was part of the street team, um, we'd all go out to the Owl House down there, and Devon would literally be with, eating with his family, and he would never turn a fan away. He'd be like, listen, let me eat, come back, and I will sign your stuff for you. That's didn't smart. matter. did not matter how much they had. He would, like, let me eat with my family. And, and relax, and I will sign your stuff. And people would wait, like, hours. Now, did he take advantage of the situation and wait maybe three hours and hope they would leave? Absolutely. Goddamn-lutely. Do I blame him? No. Because he's, like, when I mean he's eating with his family, I mean he's literally eating with his family. Reaper, I'll wait for a picture at Hamburg. You got it. I have them. They should be in the mail soon. They better be here, or I'm not going to have any 8x10s to sell at this event next Saturday. And neither will my guests because, well, they're coming from the same place. Um, but, dude, I mean, it happens. I love it, but I hate it. But, no, I love you guys as a couple. You guys are great. Um, I have nothing bad to say at all. Like, I- I've known you guys long enough. Like, you guys are always je- respectful, kind. You guys are adorable, even though you guys don't post anything on Facebook that you guys <laughs> No sweet outings. Get to it, Dave. Get to it. Post some fancy, nicey stuff with your woman. Just saying. Uh Uh-huh. I do. What are you talking about? Bullshit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I had a sneeze. Had a sneeze. My shit gets spikes, yo. All right. I got a question for Debbie. Currently, right now, what is the highlight, your number one moment, with Dave being in this business, or even relationship-wise, just in general, what's your 
your number one moment that you that you can remember off the top of your head? Wow. Damn, you ain't got one, Dave. I go to sleep down. that time. I wake up next to him. We travel together. I would say he's a good travel buddy, but when I drive, he's... No, wait, <laughs> Wow. Bullshit. I call bullshit. We'll be on a three-hour drive. By minute five, I'm, wait, I'm I'm trying to talk to her, and she's like this. Five minutes into the drive. No, no, no. Five Since he minutes. calls me out, I don't sleep really that much. But he goes to sleep as soon as I start driving. He's. But that's your highlight? Not true. No, it's not my highlight, though. What's what? your highlight of being with them, you know? I'm not really too sure. We've been together seven no, years. Yeah. Many moments stand out. Well, you, okay, I guess that's the highlight. You you, you you lasted this long without killing him. Okay, here, here. I'll, I'll, I'll tweak your tw- your question, Chio. Maybe okay, it would be a different sure. way. Please, please. So you guys have been together for t- seven years. Yeah. There's no highlight. What would you say your favorite moment with each other has been and i want to i mean like what was yours debbie and what was yours dave are we talking about in the wrestling business or just in our relationship in general in general your favorite moment in the past seven years that brings you like you could be just in a bad sad mood and you think about this moment and it makes you happy and smile every time it's your it's your go-to to get you out of a funk um when i'm in a funk it's actually, he brings me up when I'm down, honestly. So if I'm like in a mood where I feel like, uh, I'm just not like a great wrestler. I'm just not in a good mood. Uh, I don't feel like doing this, but I know I have to do this. He's always right there to basically bring me up and just remind me that it could be worse. There's a lot more worse things in life that could happen than me just being in a funk. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it's not necessarily one moment. And the reason why it's not really a wrestling moment is because usually when we do wrestling shows together, you know, people know we're boyfriend and girlfriend, but we stick to business when we're at the shows. Mm-hmm. What she's usually doing her heel thing, I'm doing my baby face thing. You know, I announce her in the ring, but my rule is if you ever see us in the ring together and I'm announcing her, I never make eye contact with her. I just can't because I know that I'll, it'll mm-hmm. just be weird. So, it's a fact. Yeah, I never make eye contact. That's a fact. But it's true, man. Um, but as far as just in life in general, I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I broke my collarbone a couple years ago being stupid. And I mean, I think about that she had my back there. And that's not necessarily that moment that makes me smile. That makes me remember that I probably wouldn't have gotten through that as smoothly as I did with without her. Um, but in general, just. I mean, we've we we were down in Orlando. We went to Disney World together on the fly. We. Basically, you know, we just, um, just anytime we get to just travel together, I don't think there's one set memory that stands out. I mean, the whole seven years is actually gone pretty fast now that I think about it and probably makes me feel older than I should because, of course, I'm going to be 28 forever. That's just... I, 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 can kinda, I can kind of relate to that where, you know, you say it just seems like a blur. Like when you're just yeah. constantly doing shows after shows after shows, those weeks and months go by so fast, and then when you look back, I'm like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, "I'm like, I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, damn, it feels like I just started like a couple years ago, and it was like back in '94, and we're in we're in 2021 now." So I'm like, "Holy shit, where is the time going by?" So, yeah. um, I would have to say 
when we go on like in the past, you know, before COVID and all that stuff, we would go on a like mini vacations down to like AC and we would enjoy the beach. Like neither of us are big gamblers, but we went down there. We like the people watch witness the shit show that's down there. And I have this picture on my dresser. You know, we were, we were up, we were up on an elevated area and I took this picture of us and it's just the most beautiful picture. It's the ocean. It's us all like this, but there's like one little sailboat that's perfectly like behind us. And I happen to catch a selfie when the sailboat's like right between our heads like that. And I look at that picture and that makes me smile because I think of all the fun adventures we've had in Atlantic city and last year for my birthday, she she uh, treated us to like a, a four minute helicopter ride all along the coast of AC, and it's like the coolest. I recommend that. It's the coolest four minute experience. <laughs> I think that is shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, man. Hey, they take you all around the coast, and they, it, it was definitely cool. And when I and when I think back about it, it was very unexpected. She surprised me. She hates flying, and she's totally has a fear of heights. And she definitely, um, you know, took one there. And uh, we both were in the back. She was squeezing my hand pretty hard. But it was good. Like, when you're willing to sacrifice your own fears because you love somebody, I think about that. And, you know, if I were to think about moments, it's any time we've gone to AC and just we would go and we would um, we would go get those. What's that? Oh, wet willies. Yeah. If you've been to AC, you know about wet willies and those highly, highly uh, – um, Addicting alcoholic icy beverages. Uh, what's the one called? Call a cab. Yeah, it's called if, call a cab for a reason. If, so, if you know, ever day, been to uh, day, uh, day drinking in AC, I highly recommend it. Uh, down on South Street in Philly, they have uh, I believe it's uh, what's it called? Uh, not Fridays. Um, damn, it's, it's right on South Street, but they have. Slushy machines all across the back wall. Nice. And uh, the most potent one is called, I think, 190 Octane or whatever. Uh, I took my brother there, and he's a heavy liquor drinker and stuff like that. So he's drinking one, and he's like, oh, this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing. As soon as he took his first step off the stool, he almost like, whoa, he quick grabbed on. I'm like, oh, I really kicked you in the boo-boo, didn't it? Yep. So... So, yeah, I swear, really I've never... that... uh, uh, Fat Tuesday. That's what it is. Fat Tuesdays on South Street. I was Not waiting that. for you to say it. I yeah, know I know, exactly I, I, where I, it I, is. I know why I was saying Fridays, but I swear uh, I've never drank those drinks before. I, I, I did have a pina colada one though. Um, and and no, I'm not drinking right now on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, question is pet peeve. What pet peeve do you have with the other one? I'm perfect. He whines a lot. He whines <laughs> a lot. Can we get an uh, example? I can. No, I can believe that. Okay. I can believe that. He whines a lot. I don't. Sorry, but you whine a lot about stupid shit. I don't. Wow. I don't deal with it with the kids. I can't deal with it with the adult. Oh my god. Okay. I don't want to eat my that- broccoli. I'm trying to sleep at night, and all I hear is this. He's no He's not even in the either. He does it too. Look, I won't lie. I was expecting her to say his snoring at night. The fact that she goes, he whines a lot like a little kid is great. And he goes, she snores. Here, it sounds like this. 
Dude, do you understand that couch is now looks it looks comfy. I know um, it already has a pillow there, so <laughs> here tonight, so I, I get it, believe me. No, he's gonna sleep outside on the mat while I spray water on him so the mosquitoes can bite him. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. That's just not cool. She's thought about this. She's yeah. she's very calculated. I'm five steps ahead in my head before he knows. Alright, now question. Uh who does the majority of the cooking in this relationship. All right. Now, this is a two-part answer. Oh, when, I was taking, when I was in Jersey living with my grandma, this girl acted like she would burn boiling water. So I did the majority of the cooking. She didn't like slimy things, you know, like defrosted chicken, you know, you got you to gotta handle it, stuff like that. So I had no problem. She would do, do the sides and I would cook the entree. That's fine. We moved to Long Island. This, I lived in Long Island. Oh, so I said I moved to Long Island. <laughs> I moved in with this girl, and she. St- I didn't. I don't even know what happened. I figured, alright, no biggie about the cooking. I'm. I'm a good cook for a guy. I, I'm pretty good. This girl steps up her cooking game, and now I mean, before that's why we were delayed tonight is because we were eating. She cooked some delicious uh, chicken thighs, and you know now she's the one that cooks the entrees, and I'm the one that prepares the sides. So. Um, you know, it's pretty good uh, give and take. Uh, there, there's uh, some nights where she's like, do you mind cooking? But for the most part, I, I would say that we split everything 50-50. Uh, and I'm pleasantly happy with that. I have no complaints. She turned to be, out to be a really good cook. Got over the whole, I don't want to touch sl- slimy things. She washes her hands a million times if she if it becomes an issue. And, yeah, we, we, we eat pretty comfortably every night. So, yeah. It, okay, so stuff. this is my thinking. It's either I have to heal with the whining of the bland food or learn how to cook. So I learned how to cook to eliminate the whining. I like flavor. Give me or flavor. or she played you like a fiddle, Dave, and made you do the cooking first and wanted to see if you actually knew what the hell you were doing. Probably. I'm saying, look, I know I'm a grill. I'm a really good cook because I, I learned how to cook from working in the restaurant fields and having a cousin that went to school for cooking. And my old roommate used to be a kitchen chef, so I learned a lot of things. So I know I can cook. Um. But I th- I think she played you like a fiddle dog. Probably. And you know what? I'm going to tip my hat to you, Ms. Debbie. Because if you did, touche. Very, we- very well played. <laughs> you see that little devious smile on her face? Oh, That's man. why I'm saying she played you like a fiddle. I don't want to touch the chicken. It's slimy and nasty. Oh, and I got my I, nails done. I still, I just watch it when it gets annoying gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll wash chicken as soon as I take it out of the package. Okay. So, you guys had highs, you had lows, you dealt with different situations of between uh, travel, trying to decide if you're going to have kids, deciding on a wedding date, and I want all that. One kid, and that's it. One, one kid? One kid, and it has to be a boy. Well, uh, <laughs> you said 12... No, I'm one of seven. I know how that household goes. He's trying to find a new home. He, he wants to call you mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that. We all know he, that I'm probably a genetic jackhammer and my electric sperm's going to pop out like triplets or quadruplets. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Just your luck. Probably, yeah, now probably. that I keep saying I want one kid, yeah. <laughs> keep it in the business. But yeah, at it. when the time is right, I fully plan on marrying this dame and we will have. One, just one, one child to rule them all. You say one. 
pops out two. Um, one to seven. Guess how many grandkids there are. Oh, wait, there's a lot, but you, because because we did talk about this. I forget what the answer was, but, uh. Yeah, More than ten? Zero? Zero. I actually. One her, of seven. Her mom the and. parents have no grandkids. Her mom and dad actually, we we went out to dinner one night, one, one night, and her mom and dad even said, you know, we had seven children. You figure the odds of us having grandkids by now would be pretty good. And then they're like, Adam, you're our last hope. So I'm pretty sure her mom and dad gave me permission to uh, you fill in the blanks of that sentence. I was like, okay, cool, awesome. Uh, can you please? Uh, I like some mashed potatoes now, please. And that was at the dinner. <laughs> no, her yeah. mom and dad, I like me, so they treat me like uh, one of the kids in the family. So it's pretty cool. And I mean, yeah. So we have their blessing. I, I have a feeling we'll have uh, ba- babysitters and our diapers paid for if we have a kid. So it's, it sounds like they're all all on board if we have one. Well, I, I tell you this much. My grandparents have no problem with grandkids and great-grandkids because they spitted out a total of 17 boys and girls. My wow. dad has 16 brothers and sisters. So imagine all my cousins and all our kids. Yeah. It's it's a tribe. Dennis, God, God bless God bless her soul. And that's only and that's only on my dad's side. That's not counting my mom's side because she has a lot of brothers and sisters as well. So. Look, I got. Hold on, let me see. Me, my two sisters, my half sister, my half brother. So there's five of us. My dad was a busy man. I'm gonna say it that way. My dad was a busy man. Yeah. He was a, my dad was a hoe. All right, my dad was a hoe. I'm just gonna call <laughs> it because it's good. He was a hoe. That is a hoe. Listen, my dad got. Got a girl. Got his first child, uh, which is the oldest one. We don't. I don't talk to you no more. Um, he met through DJing and clubbing um, when he was a DJ. The other one, my my brother, um, that no one really knows about because he's MIA uh, most of the time. Uh, he was. We didn't find out. I had a brother until he was sixteen. The lady said it was my dad's and then said it wasn't 16 years later. We found it was my brother. Wow. Um, and then my dad was married to my mom. And there's me, my my older sister, my sister, me, and then my younger sister. But my dad was a hoe. And I know my dad's in here because he chimed in in the chat going, I'm watching the show. I'm like, well, dad, you a hoe. Right. Love <laughs> you, but you a hoe. <laughs> like, uh... I'll call it how I see it. But no, about the whole having kids stuff, my girlfriend's I... mom, legit, not even a month into dating, Said so. When are you gonna give me grandbabies? I ain't getting younger. Like first off, Chica, we just started dating. <laughs> I already have a child. Can you hey, consider that your around. grandchild right now? Like I'm not having kids until like like I get where you are. Like me and my girlfriend have had this conversation. We want to be financially good. Yeah. We want to make sure that we both are steady. We have a home and everything is in order. And we can say, you know what? Let's like we can bring a child in this world to where we're not going to really stress it financially. And we're capable of not having any problems. Like, yes, when you have a kid, let me say diapers, you're never going to have enough money for diapers, okay? Let's just, just say that now. Yeah. Um, you, you, that's, yeah, no. You need, like, seven truckloads worth of diapers. If your kid was my kid, my daughter, yeah, she's me. Um, I, I, there was a I, lot I know, of diapers. Well, I know for a fact, if I ever, if I ever get married, everyone in this room here tonight is all invited. 
He's just he's looking confused there, huh? What? Huh? huh? You understand because, what I said? Because I'm gonna be the one that's gonna do the uh and now making their first appearance as Brian Group. I I actually heard uh I was I I heard that Arissa Pappas is ordained. She was telling me. I've done it for a couple of workers in the business. Oh, oh yeah? You're, oh, yeah. Are, are, are like, you ordained? No, ordained means married. Oh, married. Oh, I never. I've done the emceeing like at the reception when the. Oh, family- no, 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 no. I mean, she, 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 uh, uh, she could facilitate the wedding itself. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, what's his name, Ken? Um, Joey uh, Logo or Longo? How you pronounce? Ricky Martinez. Oh yeah. Ordained. He's ordained. Lugo, Lugo. Corey Cross is also ordained. Oh wow! I'm ninety nine percent sure he's yeah. he's made it pretty clear he can marry you anywhere he wants to. Oh yeah, um, I got. Oh, Larry Legend is an ordained minister. And yes, he is. He he's like, if you guys get married, I I'll feel insulted if you don't ask me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look, I would I I won't lie if I ever, if me and my girlfriend get married, which that conversation has come up a lot. Um. Wait, how, how long? Almost a year. A year. Um, Seven years. Almost a year. Well, almost a year. Um, But I haven't as felt this comfortable and this happy in, in a relationship in 13 years in this business. That's awesome. Like, without a doubt, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me is meeting her in wrestling. Oh, so your girlfriend's in the business? She's training. That's awesome, bro. Um, It wasn't meant that we, like... You, like how you guys said you guys weren't, you know, it what you guys weren't planned to date or anything. Like neither were we. Yeah, it's yeah. Just kind of like it's better. A lot, of, a lot of things like we had in common, you know. Yeah. I wasn't, and, and I always played. I always was lived by this. I wouldn't date anybody that did not have a kid, because of me having a child, it's very hard to date somebody that does not understand that my priority does not revolve around you. Yeah. My priorities is my daughter and my father because he's him, him being in a handi- him being handicapped. Those are my two priorities, and she was fully understandable about it. And she's like, "I didn't think you'd date somebody that had that didn't have a kid." I was like, "I didn't think I would either." Just happened. Yeah, like it, it and it wasn't like we planned on dating. It kind of like we kind of liked each other. We kept it quiet for a while. We wanted to see how we felt about it first, and then finally, I was like, "You know what? Fuck it." I was like, "I'm extremely happy." And with us dating let's put let's we'll share that we're dating that's all you know unfortunately a lot of people have had bad reviews about that i don't really care you know that's that's, their opinion and i have and again i'm not bashing anybody yelling anybody you're allowed to have your opinions you're allowed to have your thoughts and feelings about it and us not telling people but it wasn't that we didn't want to tell people we wanted to tell some people for a very long time but it I live by the when we're ready to tell somebody, we're going to tell you. Um, exactly. And if you keep asking, and if people keep asking, it's going to push the subject of waiting and waiting, waiting, because it's kind of like how I explain it to somebody. If I was, if I was gay, right, and you keep saying, "Hey, are you gay? Are you gay? Why am I going to come out to you if I'm not ready?" Of course, it's how I look at it. Like I, that's how I've always looked at it. Like there's a lot of big things that me and her are planning on doing. And I have a lot of big things that are happening behind the scenes for my wrestling and, and this and that. Usually if you guys saw, I would always post shit on Facebook. I haven't posted shit lately besides me raising money for childhood cancer, the 24th for them and ACPW and these podcasts. That's it. And I post every now and I post them about my daughter. 
Um, that's it. I don't. I kind of. I kind of ca- keep my my life off Facebook anymore because it's what it's what drug me down in all my other my past relationships, and I've learned that way. Yeah. You know, keep my private life my private life. Um, because I have so many fans on both my regular Facebook that don't want to leave it to go to my my pro- my wrestling one. Um, so I just keep it private now. Like I really do. And like that's like 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 yes, I made a joke that you don't post much about you and Debbie, but I get why you don't. You like you guys want to have your you know your private life as your private life, and not have to like be public about everything you do. Like oh, we went to a ball game. We went and did this. Eh, no one needs to know. Like just you be you. Like enjoy your life. Enjoy your happiness. Like look, when you find somebody in the business, like you said earlier, it's very rare. It is very rare to find somebody in this business that you can get along with personally professionally and romantically yeah. because sometimes you can butt heads like hell you guys could you could be one of those like oh I'm, i don't want you to work on that show because i'm not on that show you or i don't want them. you to announce huh no to, to ask them to uh any advice that they can offer uh any young couples that are just hooking up together in the business who are freshly new to the business and they just, you know, just happened to spark fly. They got together. Any advice for them? What to look forward to? Um, the highs and lows, or whatever, you know, it, just anything. Um, I think make a mutual decision as a couple. It, either you want to publicly be known as a couple in the business, or you want to keep it to yourselves. You can't have one think one way and one the other. We chose to be open about our relationship right from the beginning. That works for some people. That doesn't work for others. Like, there's plenty of couples that eventually come out, but I maybe they think that it'll affect bookings, or they think that the promoters don't want to, you know, you know, um, like a book them because they think that their relationship will affect business. I don't know. We just never really gave a shit, and we were like, you know, I mean, we have our private life, but I think, yeah, I'm not gonna hide like bringing her, hey babe, wait in the car for three hours or anything like that. Um, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, you, you have to enjoy life together. So either make a pact. I mean, you can agree or disagree. Make a pact to keep it on the down low and just keep your social media profiles business related. Or you agree that you can both, you know, you know, post like a like a cute pic every once in a while or share whatever you want. Your thoughts, dear? It's just com- compromise and communication. Don't hold anything in. If something bothers you, say it. Otherwise, it'll just make the matters worse. And then it just probably won't work out. Yeah. It's the simple things. Yeah. yeah and, uh, simple. and if you date and, and if you're dating someone in the business, uh, stick to one person, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't be an ass and uh, wander off. I mean, there's always Leave those you know, ring rats alone. Yeah. Don't ring. Yeah. Don't no ring rats, you know, try and, you know, be respectful of one another because certainly if you work together, especially if you work within similar circles and companies, if you're, if your relationship ends not very uh, graciously, and you still got to work together. You're still going to have yep. to see each other. A locker room's only so big, and given there's plenty of people that work the shows, and not everybody shakes hands. You know, you know, it's an etiquette to shake hands now with post COVID. Some people do fist pumps, but it's okay to just work shows and just avoid each other too. But you know, that's just you torturing yourself. I mean. Yep. I love this business. Of course, of course, you want to make make money, but if, but you know, eventually. But I mean, I love this business, and I like having fun at it. And 
I would, you know, it would be horrible if something happened with us, but we were still booked on the same show. There'd be a lot of mean mugging going on. Probably her mean mugging me and me just, I'm whining in the corner. Oh, my God. I don't know. Whining little bitch. Whining little bitch. I remember one show, my kid's mother, when we dated, um, we got into the car and she lost her shit. She's like, that girl was hitting on you and this and that and you and a lot. I go, first off, I'm in, I work for, this was LVW days when I was one of the, one of the guys that was a good guy and the fans liked me yeah. and I was in good shape. I wasn't fat and chubby. So I had to explain to her, I go, there's a, there's a certain image that these fans like to see women wrestlers, women fans like to know if you want you to pr- pretend that you're single. Technically, are you? No, a lot of them are not single men. Some are, some aren't, some don't care, but I never allowed a woman to cross that line as a fan that would put my relationship in jeopardy. Like, you want to take a picture with me? Absolutely. You want to give me a kiss on the cheek? Okay, but that's as like as far as it would ever go. And it wasn't like I let I told every girl kiss me right here. Like no, there was times where the girls were just like they would hang on me and take the picture. Like I didn't take it as sexual or or flirting with me. Like I never looked at it that way. She did, and she lost her shit. Then she stopped coming to shows because of it. She's like, I don't want girls all over you. I'm like, well, this is professional fucking wrestling this happens when i go out and sign autographs and take pictures with fans you need to deal with it i'm sorry like i am a 26 year old male that's in great physical shape that wrestles half effing naked naked okay that's like going to chippendales and they want to take pictures and debbie's like fuck you babe i'm getting the picture with this guy that's like six foot four jacked as shit you know as long as he's hung like a donkey that makes it totally okay but that's the thing, you know what I mean? Like, I know you wouldn't, you, you know, you ain't going to take it as, oh, she's going to go and, and flirt. Like, you understand it's, they're performers and she's going to see performers. Like, yes, let's be real. All Half the performers in this business and any other business are a bunch of sleaze, sleaze balls. Yeah, it is an art form because yes. me, me and her have had this talk. Girls have loved to hug me. Never kisses, but girls have loved to hug me. And we've had this talk where she was like, Listen, I'm not jealous or anything, but I really, I don't really like it when girls try and hug you. Can you try and, you know, so now it's like, you don't want to be rude to a fan, but like, so if somebody tries to hug me, I'll usually now turn the hip in and I'll just be like, I was like, a handshake would be great if you don't mind. And like, they're usually cool about it. I haven't gotten too much bad uh, feedback about it, but you know, I've been, I figured if it bothered her enough that we had to even have a talk, it wasn't like a fight or anything like that, but it was more or less respect your girlfriend and if that bothers her then let's see if we could do something about it she understands that you know fan just like with her guys are going to want pictures with her and stuff and i think we just have that mutual understanding and yeah i've uh, been able to minimize the hugs uh quite a bit and all it took was just some good honest communication you know some you know some people try you know you know not talk about it and then it builds up and then it culminates into a fight we just had a you know an honest talk about it i understood where she came from and i i've adjusted my uh and uh, skills accordingly. Well, uh, Dave, Debbie, it was a pleasure talking with both of you. If you two want to stick around, I'm about to bring in Pat, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who just uh, recently been uh, passed away. Yeah. So if you guys want to stick around, you're more than welcome to. If you've got to run, because I know you just had had a uh, dinner, so uh, Dave probably had.
have to go sit on the toilet, maybe. Thanks. So I, I Appreciate it. That's how we're going to end the conversation with I, me I taking know. a beer. Nice. It happens. It happens. But, uh, but yeah, I'm about to bring Tad. I want to thank, I want to thank you. Hey, uh, is there any particular social media that they can check you out? Is there a .com or anything where they can see either one of you for your upcoming events? Go ahead. What's your Debbie Kane? She will, uh, both of us are going to be, you'll see us lingering around uh, next weekend at the Legends of Hamburg convention. Deb's going to be there causing trouble. I'm going to be uh, the official MC hype man host for the, uh, for the Legends of Hamburg convention. So I'll see you guys there. Um, she's got a title match next month. Uh, the Fun House of Wrestling run by the legendary Magic down in, down in uh, Bayville, New Jersey. Uh, the the uh, first ever Funhouse of Wrestling Women's Championship will be decided between Debbie Kane and her arch rival, Gabby Gilbert. Those two okay. have been uh, working each other up and down the coast, all the way from uh, Pennsylvania to Jersey, down to Alabama. So that's one that that's someone that is an under underrated wrestler right now is most Gabby Gilbert. Definitely, most definitely. Uh, but yeah, like I said, if you guys want to. Stick around. You're more than welcome to. I'm bringing in Pat, the Gobbler, to our room. Thank you very much. Appreciate Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before anyone goes anywhere, I, <laughs> I, I, I sat back here. Dennis would now know I enjoy this whole couple conversation with you two, um, Dave, and uh, sorry, uh, Debbie. And I, I want to say, you know, kudos for you guys doing this because me and my wife are two former workers who got in the business together. Oh, well, she came from WXW. I came from DWF. Anyways, I met her through the business. Um, and here we are 10, what, 13 years later, married, three kids, a great house. Um, but yeah, it does work out. Key advice, stay away from the business. Key advice. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? No, because, I, no, I because the only, only why I say that I mean, stick together, go to shows together, because there are going to be people. And I see that you guys are in an interracial relationship, which makes it people want to come to get involved in that. You know, it, it's it's it, listen. It was tough for me, and my wife, because uh, my wife is a <clears throat> African American, and um, I was a Caucasian. But it sometimes it was difficult because they didn't want to see us together. Some people, I mean, family didn't want to see us together. I, I've been through every trick of the trade when it comes to interracial relationship in the wrestling business. Um, the, the highs and lows. Man, Pat got a sister. He must be hung. <laughs> um, hey, listen. Um, anyways, it, it, it's the pros and cons. The, the, the pros is just stick together. You, you guys can have a fun time, learn from each other, help each other out, work with each other, um, all that stuff. Go through you know the cycles, set the tone, help each other out. Um, make the adjustments where needed. Work on things together. Um, like I said, the 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 locker room is going to be the tough part because there's going to be dogs back there who's going to be checking one of these two out. They don't care whether you're in a relationship with one another. They they just they're going to come at you. So um, like I said, I've seen it. I've I've been around it. Um, still to this day, there are dogs out there. I have to let them know who the who the big dog is. Oh yeah. But, uh, oh, if P 
people like us, that's awesome. If they don't like us, they have a problem, screw them. I'm not afraid to tell anybody that. But yeah, man, we just stay focused on ourselves. No, they don't. Right. They don't care about feelings. They don't care how long you've been with somebody. They look, it's a, it's a dirty, dirty business. Oh, uh, yeah. The pro wrestling, you know, what people see in front of that camera and that curtain is a different world behind that curtain camera. And uh, coming from a guy like said, I've been with, you know, with my wife. Uh, I've seen people try and shoot on her. She's seen people. Uh, I, I could recognize a shoot from me being in the business for so many years and people trying to lie to my face and say it was an accident. I've seen that being done. Uh, like I said, uh, she could see stuff, you know, my wife. She's seen, um, you know, you know, things trying to come at me. And she blocked that off too. So, um, but like I said, the way you guys had, you guys had an understanding of what each other and you know, respecting each other, and that's all it's about: being honest, being respectful, uh, wishing you know, being there for one another, you know, and that's all that matters. I'm telling you, it it will get you a long way, and. Uh, that's how you if you want to be successful as a couples in this business, that's where it'll get you. Trust me, I've seen it work and I've seen a lot of couples go through it. I've seen couples, I've seen promoters knocking up girls, you know, wrestling girls, and they've they they and trust me, they can't work, but they their their ceiling went to year because they knocked they got messed around with promoters. Yeah. It's 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 just the you know, they don't have to pay dues, they pay another way. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I see, like I said, I've seen this business, you know, I've seen some dirty stuff in here. Um, a matter of fact, I mean, like I said, I could pull you aside off camera here and tell you some crazy stories uh, that, I, that I've seen and witnessed. Um, but yeah, it's in our fair share too. I, I'm with you, bro. I hear you. I, I'm talking <laughs> uh, with some big names too. Um, but yeah, like I said, just guys stick together. Like I said, be honest with one another. Be there for one another. I don't care how ugly it is. Just be there. Be honest. You guys can you guys can kind of get through this as a young couple. I see in this in, in the in the industry. Just like I said, just be there for each other. Walk in together. Make sure she's okay through her match. Make sure that you're there and be sure you're there. The first one she sees after that curtain, before that curtain, before she leaves that curtain. Make sure you were there. Make sure she's okay. Um, same thing, vice versa. She does the same for you. You know, you're ready to get on that mic and start dropping names and all that stuff. Make sure that you're ready. And you know, you know like I said, just be, just be there for each other. Uh, to shorten it up. Um, like I said, I, I've been in the game for ten years. Uh, my an injury and uh, me being on my honeymoon caused me to walk away from the business. I mean, I had a WWE call me for about 2010. And they before the Tough Enough came out and they told me hand in their tape. Uh, and they told me, look, and I'll, they said, Hey, listen, uh, but like I said, I have had my interview with the WWE. So, and this is before tough enough when you came out. So like if they're trying to try and get me in there first before anybody, like the job was there. However, I was on my honeymoon in Dem Dem Republic. So it's, you're going to go in there with, by yourself or am I going to go with her? So, uh, like I said, I can really, I, I've seen some stuff with this, uh, with the company as far as wrestling. I appreciate the advice, bro. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, but uh, but back to Paul Orndorff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my man, Paul Orndorff, uh, a, a childhood wrestler of mine that I grew up watching. Uh, first of all, my man came through in 1976, feuding with the one very young Jerry Lee King Lawler. <laughs> then he, you know, he wound up taking the title off his hands, then going to er Ernest Cat Miller. You know, I mean Ernest Cat Miller, Ernest Ladd. Harry Ladd, he feuded with him. 
Um, he played college football for a little bit. Um, and, and then, you know, he obviously was tag team in, I believe, with Paul Roma in the early, early 90s. Um, but, however, I mean, we all know what sticks out with Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff is his match, WrestleMania 1, him, Piper, Hogan, T, uh, Cowboy Bob Orton is as a manager. I mean, the rest is history. So, um, yeah, that, that he was one of the best heels that ever, you know, ever shagged the, uh, the, uh, the road, man. He was the dude. So, I mean, it's, it's a shame, man. He, you know, great Hall of Famer, and then just wind up passing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he, he uh, passed away at the age seventy-one. One. Uh, it was revealed that he had dementia and had been placed in a medical facility. Uh, a bunch of, a bunch of he, people, he, like like he was he def- even overcame yeah. cancer uh, several years ago when he was being di- diagnosed back in 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 two thousand one. See, I got my homework. I got my sheets out here too. Yeah, remember everything. But uh, like, but yeah, he he he's been struggling, and like, and like even coming up in the business, like how how you see, like if you ever notice his arms, the one arm was bigger than the other because he had a yeah. muscle in there as well. And and you were saying about him teaming with uh uh Paul Roma. Paul Roma. They, they were pretty wonderful in in WCW, but uh he he had a great career in in the WWF, especially being a part of. You know what? And, and he was—he was one of those workers who didn't need a belt to put him over. Like usually, you see that. No, like, no. you know, I mean, he was his body spoke for him. He had the great might work. I mean, he was man. It, it's like you said, part of, you know the whole Heenan family is no longer here. Like I've seen, uh, I've seen, I showed the stat the other day with you guys. You know, Hogan's. WrestleMania phones one through six is no longer here. Like that's yeah. crazy. That's just it's it's, it's just mind boggling. And, and, and uh, the thing was, you know, he was fortunate enough to live long enough to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. In in, in two thousand and five, and that I'm, I'm right. just like, uh, I, I I feel bad for the guys who passed away and then get inducted years later who never got the opportunity to see see their recognition in person so that 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 kind of hurts sometimes when, when you see any of that uh i i know one of my favorite paul orndorff moments was had to be the match on saturday night's main event him and hulk hogan inside the steel cage <laughs> and they both hit the floor at the same time and they had to restart the match that 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 for me, that was great, but the but the other one that topped that though was the other Saturday night main main, main event where he turned on Hogan. They had that yeah. whole they had the whole vignette of every time he's trying to get a hold get, get a hold of Hogan on, on the phone or whatever. Hogan's working out, he's busy. You can see the frustration build up. <laughs> They're working against Bundy and Stud, managed by Heenan, and then there at the end he, he takes out Hogan. Bundy instead come in, they do a number on him too, and that's when he joins the, the, you know, the family. You know, Hogan was like really like the heel. You know, I mean, first of all, he he was, you know, rightly you were just saying he, Paul Norf is trying to get a hold of him. He's at the workout. He's doing all these other things. You have a reason to punch this guy in the face. Then you know, WrestleMania Five shows up. You know, 
the man is like helping out Miss Elizabeth. No, you no, you're not supposed to go there with another man's wife. And the dude gets slugged for it. Like the dude was like he was the stone cold heel before stone cold heel. You know what I mean? Like he was a real heel, like doing some nasty stuff when you know, and then he's still getting over his face. It's it's incredible. But uh but back to Paul Orndorff, not to get all frowls here. I mean, I mean what a, like I said, he had the mic work, the body, he just had the whole total total package in, in one deal. It's just like I said, he he didn't need a belt to go over. He was already uh, there, and it's just um, man, it's just it's just incredible. And you look at his uh, legacy. Dennis, what is uh, yeah. do, do, do you have a Paul Orndorff moment? I don't, unfortunately. Um, I never really watch much of his stuff. I know who he is. Um, I've heard the stories. Um, but I never really got to like watch some any of his stuff really, even though I have the network. But um, so there's nothing. No, re- I don't really no, have don't anything have I could really. None of us, none of us have the network. I peacock had the network. Now. No, no, got, I had the network. You got that bullshit peacock now. <laughs> yeah, we have a shitty ass software system that's taking over our, our wrestling world. But it's what happens when money talks. You know, you throw money at someone that's a lot, they'll take it. Um, but no, I really, again, I know who it is. I know the, his legacy he left behind and the road he's paid for a lot of us, you know, so I have nothing but thanks and appreciation for all the guys from back in the day that really started and paved the road for us to, of today. Um, but stuff about him, I don't really have anything, unfortunately, because I know, like I said, I never really watched wrestling as a kid. It was more of like. I watched it in middle school, and then that was about it, all the way up. I mean, I just like like I said, like if that was somebody you want to learn how to work a heel, he would be one of them. You know what I mean? Like the dude had it. Um, that's that's like I said, he was. I know, I know, like one of many guys who walked out with a rope, but when he had it, it was like it was like if you could pull out like swag, him and Flair would be your two top guys who ever rocked the rope. Now. Uh... Team, you have a, a here and it says he was trained by Jack Briscoe and Jerry and uh, Bob Backlund. Um, so, look, 
Jeez. Oh, for the best right there. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a couple other topics we can touch on. Uh, we, we Honestly, we have not have gotten political in this room ever once, I don't believe. So, here, uh, there's two things that popped out at me. One of them is a little bit more not really big, but it's out there. I figured, you know, I'll just mention it. And that's Linda McMahon, the former president of um, WWE. Uh, and she was a Trump cabinet member. Um, you know, she was pretty much uh, Linda McMahon. It says here in the, in the top of the article, she accompanied Donald Trump to press conference announcing a lawsuit. Now, she was um, appointed uh, administrator, this, this was before this, so, uh, administrator of the Small Business Administration when he took office, but resigned her position in late March 2019 to take, to take a senior position, uh-oh, a senior position as the chair of the pro-Trump Super PAC America first action to help him get reelected. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, back in the day, I actually really liked Linda McMahon, but then you know, uh, when when like I'm not gonna say she's a bad person, but at the same time, like like when you seen her come out all the time, you know. She was very likable. You know, she's very likable when, when you watch her on TV and stuff like that. But then when, like, when it shows that, you know, she aligned herself with him at this time during his, uh, 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 while, while, while he's in office and stuff like that, you know, you start seeing, you start questioning about uh, the people's integrity. Because I know he was a, he is, still is a close fan of, of the McMahon family, and uh, I, I know Vince is probably right, right, right up there, maybe with the same thinking mindset of Trump, but he never puts it out there on air for people to see to judge him. Uh, and you notice he keeps his politicalness pretty much out of WWE, except for that one time when they had uh, what was it? Uh, they, they, they they had skits on um, on Raw. I believe it was like someone was dressed up. I think it was uh, I'm gonna say Bill Clinton, and I think someone was probably with like Bush or something like that, or or I forget what campaign was going on at the time though. But it was like the only time ever I ever seen him really get political of bringing other characters that represented presidential uh, candidates on the show. But uh, but like like I said, that's only a minor thing that I didn't want to touch on, you know. But it was there. I just figured, you know what? What the hell? Why not? Um, but the one that I I, I want to bring up is Joe Biden, and this is and, and this is gonna affect the WWE business. Um, President Biden asked the FTC to work on banning non-compete clauses. So, with that being said, for for that situation there, 
if they ban the non-compete clauses, uh, McMahon pretty much going to have a triangle when he releases them, whatnot, and they will be able to work elsewhere. So, do you think that's a I, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing to ban the non-compete clauses? I think it's a bad thing. It's very, uh, you know, look, I work in, and I'm not just saying for wrestling points standpoints. I've worked in all the fields. I worked in the RV industry. I've worked in the in, in other industries. You take that away, and if that person left the company on bad terms, they can give an advantage to another company down the street um, with that. So taking that away from the WWE, you know, doesn't benefit anybody. That 90-day clause is the benefit of the wrestler taking 90 days off. It does, Vince, Vince don't. Yes, it benefits Vince because they're not on TV for 90 days, so he thinks it'll hurt you. But in reality, the, that wrestler benefits on that 90 days of wow, without being seen on television or in the public eye. Because you really can't do public appearances either. You can't do nothing for 90 days. You know, you can do Twitch. Whoopie-doo. You know, but that's that's on Twitch. You know, you could do, sometimes you could do a signing. You know, you just got to get the green light from Vince saying that it's okay for you to do a signing. Because you still technically are still employed by them for 90 more days. Um, if you take that 90 days away, say, say the Uzos get released, right? And there's no 90 day clause. No one's going to give two shits if they would show up two days later at AEW. No one's going to care if they show up at Impact. No one's going to show care if they show up on ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's not the knock to them. I think the Uzos will blow the world up if they left WWE and went to work somewhere else. But that 90 days is that big, where are they going to go? For ninety for three months, you're wondering, are they going to New Japan Pro Wrestling? Are they going to go to ROH? Are they going to AEW? Or are they going to end up at Impact? That third, that 90 days, I love because it's there's so many twists and turns. You don't know where it's going to end up. One could go back to WWE and one could be leaving. You never like, know. Like, like the only thing about those 90 days clauses is that one, okay, uh, the social media rumor mill, rumor mill opens up widely, and anything could be said, anything could be twisted, and it benefits WWE because then you got them off the air. So you bring, so if they had good momentum and something happens where there's a disagreement with the company and they end up leaving, uh, you kill their momentum then, so that way they pop up. To, but if they're doing something else uh, that's not wrestling related, that's keeping them in the loop, then okay, especially with the social media, when they can post random stuff <laughs> out there. But uh, here, what I have here, uh, I have it highlighted. The Biden administration says that such contracts drive down the wages and makes it harder for employees to switch companies for better paying jobs or conditions. Now, if there's a position or something like that and they want you in right away to come in here, but you got a 90 days, you're lucky if they wait for you. Sometimes they'll just go on to the next person to take your spot and then, okay, we mm-hmm. had a spot for you, but you couldn't come over. Now this guy has your spot. Here's so the it thing. Could, it could hurt them, the, the performers themselves, 
it could hurt them at home themselves because. I don't think it hurts them. I think it benefits them. They benefit from that in any days. Look, so the RV place I worked at, right? That was in Hamburg. I had to sign a no con no no con- no contest clause. I could not work for another RV de- in, uh, dealership within a hundred miles, or no, not a hundred miles, thirty miles. So there was a there's an RV dealership right down the street from them called yeah, Schaefer's. Yeah. Could not work for them, not if I wanted to. Now there's an, there was two RV dealerships by my house. They would allow me to work for them. Because they were like, they're by your house. We're not going to fault you from working close to home. So there's there's ways out of it. There's ways of, there's ways to get out of that 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 no con no contest clause. Um, but you got to make it to where Vince benefits from it. You got to do it where you know Impact benefits from it and NXT. Like everybody has to benefit off of that. You can't just go screw you. I'm gonna go do what I want. Um, I've seen two people from the RV industry try to go work for another company and they went, they got, got, they got taken to court and they lost because you signed that agreement. You agreed to that. They're not forcing you to sign that agreement. So no matter what the government wants, Vince can still have you sign that note, that clause. You legally don't have to, and they don't have to legally hire you. Well, I know, I know for a fact right now, probably, Vince's lawyers are probably on his shit list for mm-hmm. the whole Alistair Black incident. Look, looking it's over an honest, contract. I don't. I honestly don't think it was the lawyers. I think it was the gentleman that was in charge of all of them that was on the Total Divas show that got fired because he's one of those main guys that reads those contracts and he let it go. Alistair Black just signed whatever he like. Hey, you signed it, you signed it. They could have caught it at any time that he was there. Mm-hmm. You don't think those lawyers go over those contracts once a year with those workers like, hey, look, you know, you're you know, the whole Selena Vega thing. They all had to re-sign new contracts with the whole you can't do your third stream party. You had to sign an agreement. You're telling me that they never caught it with one one of those there's one of those things. He has more than what lawyers looking over this paperwork, so the whole company screwed up. It's not just the lawyers. The entire company screwed up. They didn't just screw up. They dropped the ball because AWF and benefit majorly from it. Majorly. Do I think he should have stayed off another two months from TV? Absolutely. But if you got to feed your family. Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah, no, no. I agree. Like, hey, you have 30 days. You don't. Have, he pays you for 30 more days, and then you go work for AEW? Cool. Sweet, sign my contract to my on the after my day's up, and I'm going to pop up on TV. You know, just like how the internet's blowing up. You know that that girl showed up on Monday Night Raw and AEW on the same time. Like, hey guys, it wasn't. It, it was taped. First off, they're both taped episodes. Um, and indie talent aren't under any agreements that they can't go and work for other promotions at all. They can do whatever the hell they want. They are an independent contractor. So if people are blowing all this up, like, oh, my God, it's the, it's the greatest thing ever. Like, what? Well, she didn't do it. It wasn't live television. It'd be different if it was like she was on NXT live on television but was on AEW as well, and they're both live at the same time. 
That'd be different. That would be pretty pretty goddamn badass if you asked me. But she didn't do anything that not any ordinary person would have done. Hey, I'll do I'll tape Raw on Monday, drive on down to Jacksonville and tape and do uh, AEW. I, I I think the the hottest one of I'm sure you guys will agree with me on this one. It, hands down, ain't no one can deny this. Not, not even you. The hottest person to jump ship from one show to the other show had to be Rick Rude when he when he appeared on Monday Night Raw, and then then next thing you know, you turn the the channel over to uh uh, uh um to WCW, WCW, and there he is showed up. Then I'm like, yo, ain't nobody in history has done it like him. Which 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 Raw was taped anyway. No, but yep. Luger turned up the week after. I'm talking about in the same night on te- on, te- on televised in the same night. No one's no done way. it. No Nobody. way. I got I got someone better. Only only recruit only because no. the ball was taped and then he jumped over. He, he just so it was being broadcast and then he's showing up on the other broadcast. So. That's a good one. But, uh, that, that's a good one, but no, that, that's, a, that's a good one. But still, to me, the when I was for me, I was the younger one. It's still when Hall Nash came to WCW. That to me blew my mind. Like uh, when they came, we're over, talking about that nice quick jump. Oh yeah, but, you know they 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 didn't jump right away. They teased the idea of them going in. Uh, but gentlemen, it is uh, getting late. I know we spoke about trying to cut down the show a little bit because we all get up. Uh, Dennis, I know you were telling me that. Uh, yeah. Pat, thank you for coming in when you did. Uh, sorry you couldn't be here right away in the beginning. I enjoyed but, uh, it. You made I it here. I want to thank T. Ray for showing up again. Second weekend in a row, he's on the team. Showing up, right. he's only he's only on the show because you he convinced you to pick him up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not call. I'm not taking shots. Back. Hey, I'm listen, it's uh, nice having somebody else in the business on the show, you know, that actually understands wrestling and you know appreciates it as much as we all do. So, Ti, I I appreciate you coming on and well, keep coming on. Like well, so, T. Reyes had to pick up you in that dark heart over so many years. <laughs> Uh, just a heads up, guys, uh, for uh, upcoming events, WXW is is postponed their uh, July 17th show. They're actually going to return August 28th, and it's going to be up in Sunbury with Rikishi going to be there. So you're going to get to see the head trainers. First of all, I, I got a beef. I'm getting Uh-oh. beef. I'm re- I'm reading some of these comments here. First of all, my man Tom Kelly, uh, who is a podcaster of, uh, what's it? I oh, there. Yeah, Tom Kelly, passing that fanatics. Catch him 9 a.m. on Saturdays talking Philly sports. But yeah, how dare he come on here taking shots of one Frankie Frizzo? Who the hell do you think he is? You know what I mean? He needs to sit down, relax. You know, and think, think, think through before you call out Frankie Frozo. You know what I mean? Um, think it through. Tom, hold, 
Tom, listen, it's not a hard thing to do to beat Frankie Frizzo. I've beat him twice out of three times. So you could definitely have the title, but you're going to beat me first because he never got it back from me. You shut up, Dennis. No one asked you. You're a wrestler. <laughs> let's just say let's just say that those wins, Dennis, was a clean oh. sweep. And speaking of clean, Ryan Smitty says, and clean that room. Oh, well, I don't want to hang out with Smitty no more. I don't want to hang out with him no more. Dennis, he's too much that of a problem. Funny. No, that, that was, was way too much fun that night. Uh, way too much fun. By the way, on the Devereux Sports stuff, the per- the gentleman you have coming on, Stasiak, his wife works for my company. Really? So before you announced it, no BS, I was going to message it. I was going to shoot a uh, text his wife because she's one of our designers about seeing about getting him on one of your shows. No, no joke. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with him. So. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk after this about him and his wife. Yes, yeah, sir. It shops, Smitty. So, uh, Pat, now that we actually have you here, because we didn't have you in the studio when we were at, at Last Out Media, uh, give us a rundown on some of the new shows that are coming to Devereux Sports. Now, now this is where I... Because we have the basic ones that we already been talking about. Uh, Gobbler Inc., Sullivan, uh, Breakfast and Bobby Clan, uh, Devereux Sports Plus, and you had the list of the rest of them. Yeah, this is where I get myself in the wet t-shirt contest because we have just now picked up some business. First of all, we have, like you mentioned, the Breast and Bioslams, the Gobbler, the Sullivan Squad, the Devereux Sports Plus. We also have old school. For, for guys who want to talk old school wrestling, old school sports from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s, check them out once a month, Saturday mornings. They're going to be popping. Um you got then you got the UFC team. If you guys like MMA, boxing, my cousin Dave will have that covered for you. After every big, huge pay per view, he sits there. He, you know, he he, he diverses everything. He, you know, he breaks it all down. He analyzes every fight that goes on. So, um, listen, it's good stuff. I mean, those guys are already also a great start. So again, we have a UFC team. We have a an old school team. We're now, like I said, we got the pro wrestling team, and we got the, of course, the Philly sports team. So, uh, for you know, like I said, this is our our picking up here on Devro Sports. And last week we had six shows that ran six. That was the first time ever, and that had nothing to do with any with me. Only one time Friday, but still, um, majority was just you guys. It was you guys filling in and. Uh, and a lot of my people asked me, are you going to be honest? It's only one show, and I have to do anything. You guys did a smooth job. I mean, you guys do a smooth job here on the Bros and Bias Lamps. Uh, the UFC guys, Dave, Chris, and Bob, they do a great job there. Um, the old school with the John, Joe, and uh, my, my dad and his uncle do another great job. So, I mean, like you said, businesses are going to be booming. I have a vision. I have, I have a way to keep on bringing more and more products to Delaware Sports, and that's what I'm looking towards. Sweet, sweet. Dennis, can you hear me? Yeah. Brother, uh, you can give us your uh, plug on uh, your race you're doing? Yes. I'll plug it every Thursday. Um, So, started, just started recently, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, It's called the Great Cycle Challenge. 
basically what we do is from now until the end of September, we raise money for childhood cancer. But not just that. I, I pledge to raise $2,500. But for the month of September, I have to ride a bicycle 600 miles. So basically, now I'll let everybody know where I'm going to start. I'll be starting in Pottstown, PA uh, weekly. And riding from there all the way to Conshohocken, then Conshohocken to the Art Museum, Art Museum to Citizens Bank Park, Citizens Bank Park to Riverside Cas- uh, River Casino, and then on and do it all the way back. It's a hundred miles. Um, I plan on doing that four times. Um, on top of that, I plan on being in the gym on the bike because that is that counts as well, as well as riding on another day. So I plan on hitting six hundred miles and beating it. Um, you can go to greatcyclechallenge.com and you can type in my name, Dennis Brandow, on search for a rider. If you have me on Facebook, you can find it on there. Uh, I'll post a link in the Breakfast and Body Slams page as well. Um, but on top of that, on July 24th, like me and Chio keep saying, is the Legends of Hamburg show. And what I'm doing there to raise money for that bike race is... Every photo that I sell personally of mine uh, to the fans, a, uh, they are 20 bucks. Every $10 of that $20 will go right to charity. I will give you – I will literally physically pull up the app, and you can you can go right to there and pay the $10 and just hand me 10 for the photo. Um, but more, more charity – whatever's left of my money is pretty much going to go right to that charity no, no matter what. Like I plan on hitting $2,500 before September. Like my goal – is to hit it by the end of January or July, like period. No jokes. If I hit $2,500, that's a lot of money to childhood cancer uh, research. And, you know, we have plenty of people that deal with cancer daily. Uh, Thankfully they've beat it. Um, But some kids going through it, it's not very fun. It's not enjoyable. No kids should have to go through that. So every dollar counts, every dime counts. So, uh, yeah, if you guys can help out, that'd be great. Awesome. Uh, and uh, coming up next week, we are actually gonna be uh, well, me and you, Dennis. We're gonna be at the Legends of Hamburg Fan Fest in Hamburg, PA. Uh, people can go online for tickets at legendsofhamburg.com. Uh, tickets are only fifteen dollars for the Fan Fest or for twenty dollars. <laughs> where you can get the general mission to see Outbreak Wrestling. Uh, you can go yeah. to Outbreak Wrestling for just their show, which is $15. So it benefits you uh, greatly if you just get the combo and save $10. Yes, uh, and don't... Yeah, you, you want... And uh, next and and next week, uh, besides that going on in Hamburg on the 24th on Saturday, uh, we will have next Thursday our guest on the show will be live wire Ryan Vox. He is the booker, the pen, the the I don't know, the commissioner. I, I don't know what to call He's him. one of the one of the two guys that are in charge of Outbreak Wrestling, but he's the 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 mystery behind it all. He's the guy who likes to wear a suit with a slick back hair who likes to make a mess in the ring and have a beer badge. That's who he is. Hey. Bud uh, likes yeah. a good beer. <laughs> He'll be on the show next week, folks. So, uh, and let's not forget August first, 
Uh, basketball will be in Trenton, New Jersey. Hills versus Faces. Check them out on on Facebook. You can look it up. Just look up Basketball uh, 2021 Hillsburg Faces. Uh, you can actually, uh, if you can't make it to the show or if you need tickets, uh, go to Eventbrite or or you can go to the GoFundMe and donate and just keyword Basketball 2021. But uh, everyone, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming in and, and helping a brother out. Uh, Dennis, Pat, oh, Pat, you were going to say something? Yes, uh, don't forget, Sarah, don't, please, and, and what you guys wrote in chat, please I, help my brother pray for him. He talks like an idiot 24-7. Uh, you had him once on the Breakfast and Bioslam show. You see, he talk, and I'm talking about not Michael, Chuck. He talks like an idiot, but he's going to be running his show Saturday at 9 a.m. And then it's me on Sunday night, Sunday a.m. Sunday at 9 a.m. for Goggle Running. All right, you heard it here, folks. Tune but in. Please, to please, sports. please pray for my brother. He's an idiot. Please. <laughs> <laughs> he well, makes he well, makes he makes he makes look intelligent. Well, we already got uh, um, uh, Mike Frizzo, the the the, <laughs> the 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 better Bernard, the Saint Bernard. Right, 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 right. That's why we so, go. Um, but yeah, uh, T. Reyes, I'm T. Ross, my man, Pat the Gobbler, Dennis Reaper. This is Breakfast and Body Slams presents Thursday Night Slam, and uh, we're gonna let you people go with this uh, highlight of uh, Outbreak Wrestling. So, this is Outbreak. See you all at the matches. Thank you.